0: champions of 2018 this is chancy what a curveball <laughs> not even you were expecting that were you that was, that was clever
1: of me how, how did you think about that right before you started recording or was that uh in it like while you were at work today
0: that, it may have been a just spur of the moment thing but i'm pretty proud <laughs> of it it really just rolls off the tongue
1: yeah calling the sec East champions we should just rename the entire podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, in case you didn't know, we beat the hell out of Kentucky, and we're SEC East champs. We're we're, we're heading back to Atlanta. Two years in a row, it's been a minute since we've done that.
1: Yeah, 2011-2012. Uh, uh, we didn't win either one of those, though, so we're already ahead <laughs> of where we were then. So, let's just go ahead and, you know, let's not count our chickens before they hatch by any means. We know what's coming, and it's scary as hell, but we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about the Auburn Tigers.
0: Yes, and uh, we will not refer to that other team from the state of Alabama uh, for, for many, many days because I don't want to think about that. We just want to I don't know. About... I'll
1: probably talk about them at some point. I don't know. We'll oh, see. I will,
0: we'll see. <laughs> I, but I think... I think we're starting to hit our stride, and I think uh, – I know you weren't in the best situation to watch the Kentucky game, uh, as you mentioned last week, but uh, I, I was proud uh, – I, I was still upset at some of the things that we did. we still got some demons that are that are, that are are still haunting us, uh, but we've – we're starting to find ourselves. We're starting to, to find our identity, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, I was proud of us. I mean, I, I thought we went into what – as hostile of an environment as Kentucky can make it, and we played a good football game. Um, we, we we went out there and we handled business. Even when most things weren't – the ball really wasn't bouncing our way, um, like you would say, against uh, uh, against Florida or, or something like that, it, it, we had to kind of go out there and we had to earn every every ball. We did.
1: We did. And the thing is, you know, we were talking last week about – this Kentucky offense and what we were expecting to see, obviously a very run-heavy offense during the season uh, or prior to this game, and they still were. I mean, they still carried the ball 35 times. But what we there was, we were pretty right on that we were going to attack that that running game. I mean, obviously Benny Snell was held to 73 yards on the day. That's by far his lowest total of the season, but. What was so surprising to me is that, okay, we held the running game in check, 84 yards on the day, and then, uh, man, I tell you what, Terry Wilson was actually pretty sharp in the passing game. And yes, of course, I was in a situation where I didn't get to see, you know, I told you before we started recording, I didn't get to see the game in a setting that I like. I want to be able to just soak everything in. And be able to digest it all, but uh, of course, I was just trying to watch it as much as possible. My wife's cell phone, uh, <laughs> her, she, she's got the the bigger phone, so you know. And thank you, uh, thank you to her father, my father in law. Uh, apparently, she has unlimited data, so that's nice. We were able to watch it on YouTube TV, and of course, uh, I, I think I had told, I texted on our group text, uh, but you know, of course. We were, we went to the ceremony, and I'm not gonna watch the game during the ceremony. That's extremely rude. But I of course watched it on the phone up until the start of the ceremony, and I started my watch, uh, my stopwatch, and <laughs> I, I think I missed a grand total of about 12 minutes, which like like I told you all, probably included a lot of commercial time. So I was able to watch a good fair share of the of the uh, game, uh, just and not quite in the way that I want to, but. And then, of course, at the reception, anytime the bride or the you know mother of the bride or something like that came by, just kind of stuck it under the table. It was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And that's just the things you have to do whenever it's wedding season uh, in the middle of football season. I I don't still don't understand it, but it is what it is.
0: Some people won't they won't ever figure it out, but uh, we just we have to pray for them and, and hope for the best. Uh, I thought know. you were
1: about to say some people just want to watch the world burn, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't Not exactly i i thought that i thought you were i thought those words were about to come out of your mouth but anyway uh it was a lovely wedding i just happened to be a little bit uh distracted is all it is
0: well i'm, I'm glad you still uh, did what you had to do but uh uh we for i was also able to I, I, had, I had a much better setting i was able to get home on the tv so i was happy about that but uh i i was i was very i was very surprised um how we got off to a good start uh and didn't really didn't really skip a beat and and really held them they got one first down on that first drive and um we really kept that their offense in check like you mentioned but but we really kind of hit our stride pretty early on we honestly by the end of that game, I was like, my god we should have had fifty four points on the board easily like i mean we missed a couple of big opportunities on some um some balls from jake uh their guys their db made made a few big uh, plays on the ball for that would have been uh, touchdowns um but we missed some more opportunities we cannot score on the goal line i mean i just want to go ahead and get that out of the way i don't know what we're i don't know what's going on there i I hadn't quite figured it out but we had another freaking goal line stand from kentucky and, and it's like You've got. We've got to figure out what's going on there because I mean, really. Besides that, the offensive line, as beat up as it is, is playing. Was playing great. I mean, at one point we had three freshmen and two sophomores on the line, and we were still handling the run game. We were still giving front protection. But my God, we get inside the five, and we look like we've never played football before. Like I don't know what I don't know what to do.
1: No, no. I mean, well, I tell you what we need to do is I know a lot. There's a, as as we've talked about. Literally every podcast. There's definitely a part of the the fan, fans that are calling for Justin Fields in that situation, and absolutely we gotta do it, man. I, I I know that here here's the deal. We've had success with a few QB sneaks during the season, but not within the five yard line. I I, I don't know if we've we've had. We probably have had like maybe two successful QB sneaks within the five-yard line, at least you know to punch it in the end zone. But in that situation, I'm pretty comfortable saying that it either needs to be in Swift's hands or Holyfield's hands, or we need to bring in Justin Fields and run the shotgun, and either run a read option or run a like a QB power around the end. I'd love to see that if we you know instead of trying to just attack the middle of the line, if we just got our 230 pounds did you know that that came out smart said that today he's 230 pounds our 230 pound quarterback running around the end at the speed that he does i don't think it's going to be stopped i'm 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 pretty sure that he's he's pretty good and (laughs) i'd like to see it well well and we started
0: doing that in this game we saw on those third and shorts fields came in and, I mean, and that was – we haven't really seen that all year. And that was consistent throughout the game for the most part. We get into a third and short situation um, and, and we put Fields in there for a couple plays. And he was consistently getting that first down and moving the ball um, for five, six yards on a third and two or whatever it may be. Uh, he was making the moves we needed him to make. And so, I mean I, – I don't know how, because at this point, between the two games, I guess we've gotten like 14 tries inside the five, and we still haven't done it. So it's like, heck, put Fields in there for another one because you you can't, I mean, (laughs) what's it going to (laughs) hurt? Because I don't know if, if, I'm sure you could still get the feeling through the phone, but when we didn't get it on that third down, (laughs) and I feel like, and I don't know, what it was but i think cheney wanted to go for it (laughs) and uh and kirby that's when kirby flipped (laughs) and like grabbed the headset like by the by the arm and grabbed the top piece and he was shaking he was so angry he and all he was doing was telling the kicking unit to go (laughs) out to the field and he was he was seizing and i was he was so pissed that we did not Score on that. I mean, it was I, as as bad as as pissed off as I was as us not getting in. That made me feel better that he is making sure that my same feelings are being expressed on the field.
1: Let me just say, no screen is too small to not feel Kirby Smart's wrath through it. <laughs> <laughs> I when I when I saw that, well, he, the funny thing about it is, and of course, it's been all over social media. The funny thing about it is not only was he, like, freaking out at the end, but at the beginning, he, he really was just, like, talking slowly and slowly, and then he just exploded. It wasn't... It, like, at first, it looked like, okay, he's getting a good hard talking, too. He's like, all right, Kirby. Kirby's holding it in check. And then all of a sudden, nope. Bing, bing, bing. Boom. And, and Chaney, Chaney's, Chaney's on the other end, like, I hate my job. <laughs> but But did you see before that on the on the goal line stand, whenever we were about to go for the third and goal, and and let me just say, from I think Fromm had a good game, but Fromm really really needs to learn how to QB sneak because that was a pitiful try. But right before it, it shows Chaney in the press box, and he's like sitting there. He's like he certainly like leans back in his chair, and then he just puts his hands over his head. He's like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> and then it swaps to the play. We don't get it, and I just was like, "Oh, what did he?" I want to know what all he saw to the point where he was like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work." But that, it's that's like what our, they don't. It's
0: like it's like our goal line. It's our goal line attempts are like a bad sitcom. It's like we're making <laughs> jokes how everybody's like reacting to it and stuff. I mean, it's it's pitiful, man. And that really was um, that is starting to stand out in a major way. And the defenses that we're gonna play SEC wise are not getting any weaker. Uh, Auburn's got a great defense, um, but the but the the crazy thing is is we ran we ran the ball so well. We haven't ran this many yards. Like I think we I think the only other game that we in the past I guess two years was the other game against Kentucky last year that we ran so many yards on them, um, and, and obviously the Rose Bowl. But like the offensive line played great. Like I mean I guess just in those past passing situations and getting swift and Holyfield open balls but my open open lanes but my god the line we're just i don't know if we're not trying i mean we're obviously not trying anything else but it's i don't know that that to me was the big sore spot of the game um but i just i had to get i had to go ahead and get that off my chest because there's a lot of good things to talk about but i had to make sure we went ahead and got that out of the way
1: no no i i completely agree with you i i think that to me there's there's really was only three things that were as you say sore spots from that game and and obviously one of them being the goal line stand uh but i also think that obviously when you're playing a team like auburn or or even tech for that matter or or alabama you really cannot afford to have those mental mistakes where uh we we turn the ball over in a situation where it's just simply either a bad snap i think i think The first snap that went over Fromm's head, of course, he still should have gotten it. But you know, there's just this familiarity that you get whenever you have that center. Who's Lamont Galliard has started? I think he started either the second or third most games of any of any player on the current roster. So whenever you have that familiarity, and you're you know so used to the snap being in the exact spot every time, and then you know you get a a true freshman coming in there who played well. Uh, he blocked very well during the day. I mean, but, you know, whenever you got that and, and you're just not used to the center and there's just a little bit off, things like that are going to happen. So the first one, I, you know, was a little over his head. The second one, I, I think, I don't know, I, Fromm just did not get it in his hand. It's just one of those things that we could have easily had been up 21 to 3 or at least 17 to 3 at halftime. But when you look at the final score, it doesn't look like 34 to 17 i think we played significantly better than what that score says but it could have very easily been 45 to 7 could very easily been like 49 to 7 i mean or 10 something like that so yeah you're right i i think there was points that we left out on the field and whenever we're playing these better defenses like you're saying we can't have that you you just got to be able to wrap all that up and eliminate all the mistakes the team that makes the least mistakes a lot of times, and has the talent. A lot of times, is going to win the ball game. So, I don't know. That was that was another thing that I. The turnovers were obviously just inopportune. Not that there's a good turnover, but they just were really, really poor timing. Both of them were in there, in are on the Kentucky side of the field.
0: And like I said, that's the thing that hurts you because I mean we had another huge two minute drill. Um, we got the ball like right at a minute and a half, and, and just stormed down the field again um that's two weeks in a row and um get down there and still can't put it in the end zone and this time we didn't even come up with points so I mean I'm happy to see that we're we're able to move the ball in that kind of situation with with pretty good like with, with relative ease um I mean we we moved down there quick and so I mean that was that was reassuring to see but yeah we got to make we got to make the most of those opportunities um and, and I thought that uh and I thought the we had a few calls kind of not go our way. I know that one on Baker stands out that pass interference on, on Deandre Baker. Um, that guy basically just held him against his chest yeah. and, um, and it was, it was ridiculous. So um, I was, I was pumped that Kirby got pretty ticked off about that. So, I mean, we had a few things like that, not go our way, but we didn't let that slow us down for the most part. I mean, we, we maintained, uh, we maintained the game plan, I feel like, the majority of the game, and I was uh, I, w- I was proud of that. Um, so uh, don't know if you want to move into some positive things now that we kind of got that stuff off our chest.
1: Yeah, man, I love positive things. I'm all about looking at it, baby. Uh, so first of all, Fromm didn't have a very eye-popping uh, day, but, I mean, it's one of those things that whenever your offense runs for 331 yards on the day, you, you don't really sit back and question the quarterback near as much. I mean, I, I know that, you know, there's been games this year where Fromm has really come up and, and stepped up and basically made, made, like, you know, just brought us to a win kind of thing. But then there's other games where he just has been more of a manager. And so, you know, I don't think any quarterback wants that label on them. But in a game like this, whenever your running backs are as running as well as they are against a, you know, the supposed number one defense in the country, you, you pretty much just need to let them do their thing and then don't even try to throw the ball. I mean, whenever whenever Swift is popping, what, it was 84, 84 yards? That was the longest play from scrimmage against Kentucky this entire year. Just let him do it, baby. I, I'm all about it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and but he, he... – he stepped up on the throws that he had to make on some third down throws and he, did. he uh, did, hitting, hitting Holloman on some, uh, on some, some routes on the sideline, some of his favorite routes. And Ridley, that's, it's probably my favorite catch of Ridley when he has to come back and catch the ball and then throw the defender off of him. And he, he's done that like 12 times this year. And, and I get very excited every time he does that. <laughs> he just flings the guy <laughs> towards the sideline and, and takes off. Um, he's just a very, very strong man. Uh, but they, but Fromm really got some good, uh, got some good passes in, but yeah, he, he didn't have to do much because, uh, Elijah Holyfield and DeAndre Swift decided that, okay, today, like, Florida was a good game, but we're gonna, we're, we're showing up big against Kentucky, and, uh, even Swift even paid homage, uh, to Gurley and to Michelle with the, with the, uh, with the bow uh, that we've we've kind of come to know during the Kentucky game, and that got me yeah. jacked up. Uh, but those guys ran the ball um, with just ferocity. I mean, and it was the moves that Swift was making. These were the moves that we were expecting him to make at the beginning of the year. And uh, you give that boy – we found out you don't even have to give him a lot of space, and he's just going to make those moves. <laughs> and yeah. He's going to make you look silly. I mean, I, I think it was – a. Uh, I think Scott Howard was saying that I don't know who the defender was on that first touchdown that Swift had when he cut, they made that move on to the inside. Um, But he was like, he's still, he's picking up his laundry and himself off the ground right now (laughs) because he went, he went, he went to the ground immediately. I mean, Swift, even after the game, when they were talking to him, you could still feel how amped he was because he was he was talking ninety to nothing and was just he was still going. He kn- he knew that he had it back and he was back a hundred percent. And man, it was special to watch both of them just go at it.
1: Man, a, a healthy Swift and and our buddies on our group text talk about it but i mean and and i'm not ready to to completely proclaim him but a healthy swift looks like he could potentially be the best running back in the country and those those moves that he made you don't you don't see those you don't even see those from like top 10 running backs in the country sometimes i mean it's it's really one of those things that he looks he's starting to look special i uh think that there's he's a complete back. I mean, he, he obviously he caught some balls out of the backfield. He he can make the he can make the cuts. He can have the breakaway speed. He ran through two or three guys whenever he had his. Uh, I think it was the second touchdown. What, what Oh well, no, it was the first one. Wherever he made them, you know, find their laundry and all that. So, <laughs> I I couldn't be more excited about him. I I think that he's gonna just turn you know continue to get better and better and then whenever you got a guy like Holyfield to come in there and and spell him I mean you there's no downgrade there Holyfield has great vision and it's something that we I think it was easier to notice in this game because I felt like we did a lot more zone reads but that one play uh, whenever we were on I think they're 15 yard line or so 15 or 20 and he gets his own read and he just can see all the defense just starting to run to the right and then he just gaping hole Cuts it back. I don't think he scored in the play, but it was still one of those things that you got to have a little bit of patience. You got to, you know, have your your inner Le'Veon Bell sometimes, and just be able to to wait for your blockers to create the holes. And like you said earlier, man, give all the props in the world to our lineman. Sam Pittman is doing a great job and making sure those guys, everybody, is literally ready to play any of the positions on the front five. And whenever you got guys like Kendall Baker that can come in and and spell a guy, Cade Mays, uh, you know, got hurt, um, you know, and then obviously Galliard got hurt. Trey Hill came in, Kendall Baker came in, played well. I mean, guys, guys are just ready to go at, at all times. And then, uh, thankfully, and just you know, quick injury report. Apparently, Lamont is okay, and it sounds like he may potentially be ready to go this weekend. Uh, and then also. I think there's a good chance we see Big Ben again. And I'm still wondering what the heck we're gonna do whenever Big Ben comes back, because that's that's a hell of a good problem to have whenever you have already a pretty pretty sound line and then you got one of your best linemen coming back from an injury. We may kill some defensive linemen this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> well
0: and I think I mean, you hit the nail on the head talking about Pittman and his coaching. I mean, those guys. If you, you had just if you watched that second half of the game and didn't know our offensive line, I think most people would have said that that was our starting line, um, and who we would want to, to be our guys. I mean, they really controlled that line of scrimmage, um, obviously. Besides inside the inside the five, but other than that, I mean, our guys really stepped up, and, and they are beat to hell and back. I mean, this line is is all kinds of injuries and dings and and everything. Uh, but I, I was super impressed with them throughout the game, just how they maintained composure. And, and I felt con- – I mean, going through the game, and I felt confident. I mean, they were not giving me a reason besides the snap uh, to Fromm from Hill. I mean, that was really the only thing he did uh, that was a freshman move. I mean, because he blocked phenomenally well. Um. So I. Well, I he's see... massive. I mean, he, he <laughs> could probably stand there. <laughs> i just kind of and, kinda and just get uh, up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: his his thighs are bigger than my. They're the bigger than the width of my body. <laughs> they are massive.
0: Oh God, yeah. They. I mean, they, these are some giant boys, and um, I'm. Like I said, I was just proud of our offense, top to bottom. Um, I just. Besides those miscues, that would have put us, like you said, over the top. Because um, we really, I mean, they didn't really have anything going. Uh, I mean, this looked like a standard Kentucky game. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be real honest, this looked like what we usually do to them, even though they've done all the, we, we were giving them accolades last week uh, with what Mark Stoops had done there and that kind of thing. But we made them look... We made that defense that everybody was talking about. We made them look pretty, pretty typical Kentucky.
1: Yeah, they they had to stay honest, and and so did we. And uh, let's let's be honest. Before the LSU game, we were every week we we're like, ah, you know, I think we got a good shot of just taking it to them. We're gonna beat them here, here, and here, and here. And now we're like, all right, well, Kentucky's actually a pretty good ball team. They got the number one ranked defense in the country, scoring wise. I, let me let me just say too, uh, Josh Allen was held in check. He had three tackles on the day, zero sacks, zero tackle for tackles for loss. He's just, uh, I mean, he's a hell of a player. But whenever you're coming up against the beefiest line in the country, <laughs> uh, what are, what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? On the other side of of, of our line, uh, I was really proud of our defensive line, man. We had guys rotating uh, like we usually do every every week and. We're still without two two guys, Hawkins, Muckle, and David Marshall didn't make the trip. I mean, we're still without them, and we're still somehow finding fresh bodies. And and DeAndre Walker had a hell of a day, uh, but I want to just like I told you earlier, I think uh, I think Ledbetter is kind of coming into his own man he's he's really starting to turn into a a good player but he you know he made some plays in this game that impressed me and then obviously finishes it off you know with a with a statement at the end you know just sacking uh he's sacking uh not sacking he did he hit the running back whoever had the ball in their hands he hit him he hit him good
0: i think there was one play i think it was in the red zone i'm trying to remember off the top of my head but it was uh i think it was either a rollout or something with terry wilson or whatever it was but it was and they hiked the ball and I felt like our whole line just didn't get touched and we had four guys in the backfield just on top of them um we really were able to penetrate uh like it's like I said Terry Wilson he he made he was very I mean he was pretty productive um but we had we had some turnovers and um our our defense really pushed the issue pushed the issue made Benny Snell who was Highly touted going into this week, and everybody was looking at him like he was in Heisman discussion and all this kind of stuff. And oh, he's the next uh, Herschel
1: Walker, man, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez and, uh, yeah,
0: and yeah, uh, and we we made sure that uh, no one will ever say that again. We did, we did exactly like what we talked about last week. We did exactly what we had to do. We got to stop Benny Snell, and we got to keep Terry Wilson in the pocket. And we've got to let – he's got to beat us with his arm. And he – even though he was able to be more productive and he had some great throws and his receivers made some plays, I mean, they just went up and got some of those balls. There wasn't anything you could do about it. Um, but we forced them to make those plays, and they could not do that to keep up with us. I mean, that was the that was the bottom line. We, we took away their weapons and forced them into what they – are not usually used to doing, and that's the whole way you play defense, and we did it.
1: Yeah, and 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 there, as far as Terry Wilson and his productivity, I mean the the one touchdown catch that or one touchdown pass that he threw was you know that was a good you know pass over the middle you know stretching stretching the field, and you know was a good ball was a good ball. But aside from that, most of what he did uh, during the day was kind of in front of the defense they were doing a lot of drag routes across across the field they were doing a lot of flat routes out routes on the outside everything was kind of kept in front of us and and you know i think great defenses let that happen all day you know a third and 10 you let them get an eight yard out route and then punt the ball that's a win that's all you got to do so i I felt like a lot of it was kind of them Playing from behind and being able to get some rack up some yardage there, but I mean I will say though he did he did have a good game. He was twenty three for twenty nine, so that's a pretty good day in, in a lot of guys' books. But all in all, I think we played well, and I'm impressed with I'm impressed with another guy I wanted to mention. I'm impressed with Monty Rice. I think he's really starting to come into his own, and he's really starting to cement himself as one of the middle linebackers. Uh, I think Tay had a little bit of a uh, lesser day for him, but he still got the start Monty and Monty and Tay got the start. So I think those are the guys, like we've been saying that we're, we're just going to have to depend on in the middle. But uh, for the most part, we did play a little bit better there. It, even nature has had a pretty good day.
0: Yeah. And I think it kind of, um, it's there. We're going to need those guys next week. Cause another, another heavy run team coming up with Auburn. Um, so we're going to need those guys to step up, but, um, uh, Special team wise, I felt like we uh, the usual there uh, didn't have any bad punts by Camarda. Camarda's finally getting getting his swing and things. Didn't have many punts either, so I mean, um, he didn't have to show up too many times. But uh, Rodrigo
1: is a, a beast, like we like we all know. Rodrigo. Uh, <laughs> I, um, you, yeah. Something I just noticed. I, I don't think I realized this uh, during the day, but we we almost increased <laughs> we 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 increased our sack total on the year by 40 percent we got four sacks on the day i didn't even (laughs) i didn't even notice that number um what do you say we uh move on from the kentucky game pretty pumped about being uh winning the east obviously we got a big challenge ahead we're not gonna get onto that quite yet but uh why don't we why what do you say we just jump into the auburn preview here real quick um let me just say first off i want to mention this uh i think it was today the auburn athletic director Uh, was kind of basically trying to calm the storm a little bit, I believe, because he said that Gus is their coach of the future. Don't know exactly what the hell that means. But I think it's pretty much just saying that, okay, we don't want to buy him out for $32 million, so (laughs) he's going to be our coach for the foreseeable future. That's what I took it as. Because, yeah, that's exactly right. You don't want to pay that much money do they probably have that money they would probably could get that much money fairly quickly it's just a waste i mean why don't you just be sucky for you know three or four years that'd be fine with us i don't have a problem with
0: it i think you should save that money and do something smart with it uh and leave (laughs) leave us there as long as possible because uh I, i think we we're starting to realize that uh that a lot of their production came last year and i had mentioned this to you earlier it came from Carryon Johnson. The man was a yeah. beast, and the man made their offense work last year. Their the run game opened up, um, opened up the the pass game for Stidham. I mean, Stidham's a good quarterback, but in that system, you can't rely on him to be the one to make all the plays, and uh, that's what they're having to do because they. I mean, they're they're running the ball fine, but I mean, when you have to have a last minute drive to. To try to beat all, or to beat Tennessee, uh, and you're like you're you're neck and neck with Tennessee the whole game. Tennessee really sucks, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that you're at home and you can't you, you can't you're not you're not even I mean you're having to play competitively with Tennessee. I mean I'm trying not to get myself too confident, but like if we show up and play our game, we're we're golden. I don't know what else to say because I mean these guys like their defense is really good but man ah, I don't I don't know I don't well,
1: know it's yeah. a seven o'clock kickoff in Sanford Stadium. we're playing Auburn who we've had aside from the one outlier last year we have pretty much dominated them for the past decade and and like you said, uh, I'm not gonna try to get ahead of myself a little bit a, a little bit but I mean when you look at their resume this year, I mean, they've they've lost to they've well they lost to Tennessee, who's a bad team. They they lost to LSU by a point, but you know they they had that one win at the beginning of the season against Washington. I think everybody kind of just said, okay, Auburn's still here. They're still a player in this game, and then it didn't take very long for people to realize, oh my gosh, their offense. Is not the same as last year, and I think you're exactly correct. I think carry on was that big of a of a factor, and how good they were at least in in their production on, on offense. Right now, I mentioned this to you earlier. Right now, they're averaging 28.3 points per game, which is good for 75th in the country. That's bad. <laughs> the on on the other hand, the dogs are averaging 38.3 or something along those lines. I think uh, they are. Twentieth in the country, I believe. So uh, that's the biggest difference in this game. Both of, Right now, both the defenses are actually playing very well. I mean, as we know, the Auburn defense, they, they brought back a lot of players this year. They're going to continue to be a, a factor, especially on that front seven, but I just can't see them holding up against this offense. And I can see our defense just having their way with these guys too. I mean, Stidham, Stidham's going to get rocked. <laughs>
0: Well, and, and like I mean, you've already said seven o'clock kickoff. Where we got one loss on the season, Uh, you, Sanford being uh, excited is going to be a, an understatement. Uh, That place is going to be wild, and um, it that defense is going to be juiced the whole game. And, and it's going—I mean, the atmosphere is going to be right. And, and I think I think we know what's on the line. I mean, a lot of these guys were were here last year and they know what's at stake and uh they i'm hoping that there's uh there's a few more bones to pick with these guys after what we did what they did to us and jordan here um so i hope we didn't take it all out in the sec
1: championship game uh we got
0: we got a little left in the tank to uh to we got some revenge
1: to exact uh i I was about to say is this a continuation of the revenge tour from last year (laughs) because that was my favorite (laughs) I mean whenever bad. whenever people were oh. literally that was that was a hashtag people were starting to make t-shirts out of it revenge tour 2017 and I think it kind of died out after the uh, Auburn game a little bit but then we just kind of exacted revenge on Georgia Tech I mean beat Auburn again <laughs> so <laughs> right right now there's there's a certain team that I have in mind that uh is down the road that I want a little revenge on but again we're we're not going to mention them right now, not quite this God. second. M- mainly for my, mainly for my uh, anxiety. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't want, I don't want to talk about them. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think the stage is set for for a a, a fun game. Um, this. I mean really those those Auburn games those night games of of old um they just kind of come back uh to, to to mind as us having big games against them uh, those night games so I I'm just hoping we can kind of kind of keep that keep that trend going because man I hate them and uh they've unless they've just been unless they're just it just all clicks for them this week which it very well could I mean I think we're going to be we're going to be jacked up to play them, and I think, I, I think what we showed against Florida, and we sh- like in a lot of ways improved that against Kentucky. I think we've realized that we're catching our stride in a lot on both sides of the ball, and, and I think we're just going to kind of keep that going. I mean, or I mean, we've got to uh, against them because, like, like I said, their defense is really good, um, but but our offense is starting to uh, starting to starting to get starting to reach its. Uh, Reach full velocity here, and uh, if our boys can can start running the ball, uh, if you if Holyfield and Swift get going, man, uh, we we gonna we gonna run day ass over.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Be, uh, should we beat the dog crap out of them? <laughs> yeah. Man. After oh, Gus said Gus that, mind. he sucks. He's terrible. I mean, and 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 the funny thing is, his own fans and probably his own team. Probably his own staff. They all hate him. So, you know, a guy that I wanted to mention earlier that I forgot to, uh, Cade Mays. um, I I believe he just had a stinger uh, on the from the Kentucky game. So I believe he's supposed to be back this weekend. Cade Mays is going to beat the crap out of somebody, and I can't wait to see it. I've never we haven't had a lineman like him that's just been so just aggressive and just, <laughs> just mad. Violent. He's mean. He's mean, man. We haven't had something like that in a long time. And I'm just looking forward to one, us being able to just run the ball down their throats. Because I think their defensive front seven is good. I mean, they've got boys Derek Brown is one of the top defensive tackles in the country. And then they got that Nick Coe guy who's having a really good year too. Uh, so I, I think that if we can basically just run it right at them I think we, I mean, should have no problem getting the ball down the field in in, in Swift in Holyfield's hands. And then, offensively, they really don't have a lot, a ton of options They're So Stidham is having, like you said earlier, is having to throw the ball a lot more nowadays. Um, but they do have they do have that run one running back Whitlow, who's uh, he's number twenty eight. He's averaging five point nine yards per carry. By comparison, I believe both fields not fields well maybe fields i don't know uh both both swift and holyfield are both over six i think they're both like six six point three six point five per carry um I, he no he's pretty solid i mean i watched a little bit of their game uh this weekend and the previous weekend against old miss and he can he can run the ball pretty good but i, I believe he got hurt in the old miss game but he's uh He's not going to be that big of a factor as long as we... If we can get those other two guys back on the defensive line, I swear to goodness, we're just going to keep getting better and better and better. And that's what people start to say right now is that they're just kind of seeing us, okay, go into Florida, take care of business, and then it was... I feel I feel a little bit more juiced right now, Chancey. I feel a little bit of a turning point in our season. And I'm just hoping that we can continue to build on that and then obviously the fact that we have three home games to finish out the season makes me feel really good about us having a little a lot of confidence going into Atlanta on December 1st
0: well and I think the biggest thing about uh about our uh, our line being being kind of dinged up is that a lot of guys have played and they've all played all season and I think that that experience is going to be huge um because like you said all of these guys are coming in and having to play every position and so they're ready. I mean all of our guys are ready. Everybody's really we've kind of dinged up all over the place so everybody's had a lot of playing time and a lot of these young guys are are becoming uh they, they have enough 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 snaps to to feel to feel good about where they're at and so I feel like a lot of guys it's almost like a lot of these guys are still compete. Or they're always competing for that starting spot, and we we still have a lot of positions that are still kind of open for that, especially on defense. So I think a lot of these guys are gonna be playing for that role, uh, especially as we kind of get here toward the end of the season. So, so, I think from the outside looking in, as people could maybe feel like I don't know why they would, but it's just like there may not be juice for us to get excited about this game. But it's Georgia Auburn. Like, how do you not get excited for this? I think Kirby and his presser today was like, if you can't get up for Georgia and Auburn, there's nothing that's gonna get you. <laughs> that's yeah. not, nothing gonna get you fired it's the, up. And he's exactly—it's the Deep right. Souths.
1: Yeah, the Deep South's oldest rivalry, man. I—I I mean, we grew up. This is—I mean, this is just one of one of the top three games every year. I mean, and and then obviously Auburn having a little bit of success. In the 2010s, uh, lately, and obviously, you know, they won the national championship in 2010. But having some success and then falling off completely, coming back, and then, you know, obviously the dogs throughout all of this still are kind of dominating them. And I mean that yeah. that game in 2016, I think it was like 13 to seven. Is that right? Whenever uh, Mo Mo, uh, gosh, I can't remember his last name to be honest with it. <laughs> Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Mo had the pick six. Uh, whenever he had the pick six, and it, it was just, that was an intense game. It it kind of justified like our season. It felt I mean validated our season. It felt everything kind of felt better about in you know, 2016, and then obviously we lost to Tech. Uh, but that was just kind of yeah. Sorry, deflated. No, but you know when you kind of look at these these Auburn games, I just feel like. Even when they've come in and been a top ranked team, top ten team, and, and we for whatever reason just have so much confidence against them. Against them, it's like, honestly, it's like the opposite of the Florida game. At least you know, in, in most of recent memory, you know, Florida would come in and we'd be the top ranked team. They wouldn't even be in the top forty or top fifty or something, and then they would run for three hundred fifty yards on this kind of thing. And um, it's kind of it's kind of a different different story with Auburn. I mean, I remember in twenty eleven. Uh, whenever they came into uh, Athens and we beat them, I think it was forty-five to to seven or something like that. And they were, I'm pretty sure they were a top fifteen team at that time. And then obviously 2012 is one of my f- personal favorites. Whenever we beat them, 38 to nothing. I literally that game I watched literally by myself. I was I my buddy and I we both got uh, Jake as as you know. We both had tickets, but his he we, he bought his like last second and was sitting up by himself somewhere else and I was sitting in a completely opposite side of the stadium. And so I'm just celebrating with these people and I'm pretty sure they were like, Why why are you here? kind of thing. But I was just on on the aisle seat. I didn't care. There was a ton of empty seats. And uh man, we hit we had a great time, but I just remember just thinking we just beat them thirty-eight and nothing, injured and hair. What is wrong with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> And then and then we beat them uh, the next year and and Gurley's last year obviously that was the game there he uh, tore his ACL so that was not not so fun then 2014 beat him again I mean it's you know just kind of been a pretty pretty nice trend oh
0: yeah well and, and it was actually funny that you mentioned there was an Auburn uh, an Auburn guy who's uh, from the area he was at. Uh, I'm trying to remember which game it was, but, uh, and I met him there, but he came up to our, uh, little get together we had Friday night for the game and for the George Florida game. And he's like, Yeah, the way y'all look at Florida, basically what you said, he's like, That's what happens. Like, that's how we see y'all. Like, y'all beat the hell out of us. Like, it is, it is, they, they know that we do that to them. <laughs> they, yeah. they just, Good. they, it's, <laughs> it's very apparent to them because they're like, Every time they go in, I, I guess because we've been, was seasoned with like Florida and that kind of stuff, we just know because Rick really owned them. Like he, there wasn't an issue with with. I mean, there was a couple of years with with Rick and Auburn, but for the most part, we had like you said, we had that, uh, and we have that this game. And um, but. It's just so fun. Like, I always think of 06, and um, that that was yeah. just a real fun Trey year. Battle. Trey Battle, who has never done yeah. anything ever again. <laughs> Freaking heyday that day. And, I watched um,
1: that. I was just going to say, I watched that game. Uh, we actually, our football team actually had a Saturday game for whatever reason. And so we were actually in at the school. We watched that game like in a classroom with one of those like roll up TVs, you know, hook, hook it up to the cable kind of thing uh I, I remember watching that game and thinking how the hell did we just do that uh stafford i remember stafford had it had a good game and then also uh a battle just had the game of his life like you said hey real quick i have to correct myself 2013 was not the game that we beat the crap out of them that was the miracle on jordan Hare, which will forever be the worst thing that's ever happened potentially uh 2014 was the year that we came back and exacted our revenge, and then that's also the, the uh, whenever girly got hurt, so well, I, was gonna, I had to I was correct gonna, myself.
0: I, I was, was going to try to do some magic post-editing and like somehow fix that, but I'm glad you corrected that.
1: I fixed it. I thought about it afterwards. You know these things, whenever you're supposed to talk and think at the same time, sometimes doesn't work out very well for me.
0: Well, let's. Well, let's. I do kind of want to think about uh, that that twenty fourteen game. Just I like reminiscing about beating hell at Auburn, but when, that was the game. Like even before Gurley got hurt, like we've got Gurley, Chubb, and Sony playing at full strength ah. the whole game. And my God, was that not fun? That was just
1: an incredible time. As you remember, that was also hit the, the Gurley's return from the <laughs> <Yes>. suspension. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, do you, I mean, of course you remember, but that Vimeo video oh of whenever he comes back and it's like, I'm back where I belong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he's just walking out of the tunnel. I mean, I get chills just thinking about it, but favorite player sure of all watched,
0: time. I, I'm pretty sure we watched that video. It was kind of on repeat at our house for like, <laughs> for like two and a half days. It was just kind of like just going the whole time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that he just a just a special guy and uh obviously uh leader for mvp this season um you keep doing you todd but uh but then like sec championship we got to mention it uh just this past year i mean the lack of carry on johnson again and their offense really was non-existent our guys we we beat them on every all sides of the ball um offense defense special teams had another block kick um we just swift had another huge run on them i mean we we owned them and so i want to i just want to keep that ball rolling i want us to uh to uh i want to kill them
1: yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh a good friend kade williams i don't know if we've given him a shout out uh yet uh on the podcast but i'll just go ahead and do it for him cuz he he just sent out a text on our group text saying that auburn had snuck into the top 25 at 24 and then he just says right afterwards, says just another top twenty-five win for the dogs. And you know what? I love the confidence. I don't know if any man hates Auburn more than Caleb Williams. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, brother. Let's uh, let's just take care of business. I mean, let's. I mean, this is kind of one of those things that we've got so much momentum right now. You ain't tro- you ain't stopping this train. It's gonna nope. keep on rolling. It's gonna run and over your ass. Hopefully, let's keep rolling through Atlanta and go. <laughs> Like I said, we're gonna get
0: to, we're gonna get there eventually. This train's going to Athens, yeah. and we got we got some we got some stuff to do in Athens before we think about that.
1: Yeah, we got an extended stay in Athens. I love it. This, I mean, is this like one of the? I feel like this is one of the first times. Well, I don't know. We we do every year that we have Auburn and Tech at home, which is obviously every other year. I, I do feel like we end with three three home games, but this is this is probably the one year where I feel like it's extremely crucial that we do. You know, you don't want to be playing. You don't want to be playing in Jordan Hair your third to last game of the season, so I, I, I obviously am very happy about this seven o'clock kickoff in Sanford Stadium. I have heard a lot of people talking about a blackout, and apparently Kirby shot that down this afternoon. Unfortunately, and you know, you know, I want them, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, what's it? was a hurt, man? It's a jersey. It's it's fun, but you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, disregard Kirby. He he's he's the king. He makes all the decisions.
0: Well, you're gonna you're gonna forget about those jerseys when you see Swift running between the hashes uh, for a, a 45-yard touchdown run uh, this week. So uh, these, you, you're this it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun week. I I haven't felt this good about a game in a while, and like like you said, I think it's just because it's the momentum. But it was the way that we didn't nothing nothing was really bouncing our way this past weekend but we went out and earned it we just went out and took the game didn't even when things kind of can't win against us we still handled business without really a problem when everything's on the line i mean our entire year was resting on that game and we handled it so i'm feeling i'm feeling good and hadn't felt this good in a while
1: um but we gotta gotta keep it rolling we do we do and i'm thinking um thinking Auburn's gonna come in in this game and they 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 had two wins in a row after losing two in a row I think they're gonna come into this game with a little bit of confidence but I'm I'm not too concerned about you know their their mindset I mean I feel like there's a lot of players on that team right now that are really fed up with with Gus Malzahn and you know his, his his regime if you will and so I'm pretty sure we've got you know we've got the players we get we obviously have the talent i think we have the scheme and i'm pretty sure that we've just have got everything on our side right about now and you're gonna have it's gonna be like you said earlier if you can't get up for the auburn game you're not doing it right man so i mean the crowd's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great (laughs) pretty pumped about it you're gonna are you gonna be there i haven't even asked you uh yeah <laughs> I'll
0: I'll be there, but I, I can't leave. So I have to work on Friday. So I'll be getting in there uh, a super late uh, Friday night. Um, but I may try to may try to sneak out a little early on Friday. But we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, I'll I'll come straight to find you wherever you're at on Friday. I'm
1: I, I'm sorry for asking so many dumb dumb questions all the time. <laughs> That's
0: okay. That's okay. You'll learn one day.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm. I will. Uh, I Friday is i i think i'm gonna start i'm gonna start enjoying myself probably about six or six or six thirty or so um but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a little man it's just gonna be another great weekend this is gonna be our first football weekend that's gonna actually feel like football weather in november i mean it's supposed to be like mid or upper 30s at some point during the game yeah it's supposed to be chilly yeah, I'm gonna bundle up, and which is how the Auburn game should be. The th- last three games of the season, at the very least, should be uh, should be chilly games. So I'm looking forward to the weather. Tailgating is gonna be a blast. I don't know if you heard about this, but some of our uh, some of the younger SIGFs are putting together a big old tailgate in the Butler lot. So they're gonna have a bunch of chili. And uh, is this a promo? Is that what you call it? I'm gonna promo their tailgate, a bunch of chili. <laughs> Ten dollars paid to Clark O'Kelly. I hope he listens to this. Shoot me a text if you do. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're we're gonna be set up, and we're gonna go down. Me and Katie and I are gonna go down to uh, her parents' tailgate for a little bit on Saturday too. So, gonna just make our stops uh, along the way, and uh, I probably won't drink any beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, the yeah. nice thing about night game is you can stretch it out. You got all day long, baby. Got all day long. I'm really,
1: I'm really bad at that. You know I am. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like marathon. Nah, I don't think so, man. Seven o'clock kickoff. Let's let's just see how many we can tally up. So there's that. We don't have to talk about me drinking so much, but you know it is. It is what it is. Um, so that's that's my my plans in the game. We'll, we'll we'll obviously find each other. And are you? Uh, Staying at uh same with the rents over at the uh the R V deal.
0: The Bulldog Park, yes sir. We'll uh we're we're getting our we're getting our building set up. Um pretty pumped about that out there. But uh, it will not be ready for this game. But yeah, we'll be out there. But uh usual tailgate stuff, I'll for sure be in the butler lot and um uh well, it's gonna be a good time, man. I'm pumped for it. Feel like it's all, it feels like it's been forever since it have been in Athens. So I'm ready to ready to get back and, and uh get between the hedges.
1: Yeah, although I live here, sometimes it feels like it's been forever since I've been to Athens too. So <laughs> we uh, we don't we don't get to go to campus as much as as much as we like. Um, all right, man. Let's. Uh, I tell you what. Let's. Uh, we kind of did that a little backwards. I think we usually do the games of the week, then we talk about our plans. But we're gonna just dive right into uh, a quick review of last week. Chancey, I just have to tell you, brother, I gained the lead back over you by by one win. Uh, you uh, you went one and three. I went two and two. We both whiffed on Texas. I was pretty, I felt pretty good about that pick, and honestly, they they lost it in the last what 15 seconds of the game. So. It was such a fun game to watch. <laughs> that
0: was I, I a got a really good I, game to watch.
1: I got, I actually got to see a decent amount of it, and I, uh, or at least on the on the ride home. Um, and uh, I, I definitely, I definitely at least saw the end, and it was pretty exciting what I saw. Uh, Michigan beat the crap out of Penn State. Uh sorry about that. Chansey, you you had Penn State there. Uh we both got Alabama. They won 29-0 against LSU. Looked real good doing it. Uh Tua threw his first interception of the game. I mean of the year, excuse me. Uh which is absurd. So anyway, there's that. And then um Oklahoma uh did not cover, but they both scored. They scored 97 points between the two of them. Remember what I said last time? They're going to score 1000 points. Well, if you give them 990, 903, yeah, is that right? Did I do that math? Yeah, I got it. 903 <laughs> more <laughs> than they would have scored 1,000 points. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, dive into week 11 of Chancy and Cheese Games of the Week. Games of the Week, which we're really good at. <laughs> yeah, we, we pick really well. Number 18, Mississippi State, plays number one, Alabama at Alabama. Alabama is favored by 24 and a half. Who are you think in their chance? God, that is such a number's wild.
0: Uh, I guess I guess going to get Bama. Cover that. So,
1: oh, I'm taking Alabama a a thousand times over in this in this game at at twenty four and a half. Again, that's one of the lowest uh, that we've seen from them. I'm going to take Alabama for sure, which is stupid, but whatever. Uh, Number nine, Kentucky. I guess they're still number nine. I don't know if they're still number nine or not. Uh, plays uh, Tennessee in Tennessee. If Kentucky's favored by six. Who you got their chance?
0: Um, I, and it's probably they just haven't updated the college rankings. I think that comes out tonight. Oh, I think is what yeah. it is. Um, uh, but um, I'm, I'm probably gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Kentucky here. I think they bounce back. I Think they can they can get Benny Snell up and up and going again. Um, afraid of Tennessee, how close they got against Auburn, uh, getting some momentum and 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 doing that. But I think Kentucky will pull
1: it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kentucky too. I think they're gonna have a bounce back win this weekend. Obviously, Tennessee is one of their biggest rivals, so I'm gonna go with Kentucky. Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 18 I feel like that's a pretty big spread I'm gonna take Oklahoma State and the points what are you thinking
0: I think I'm with you I think Oklahoma's been kind of hit or miss this season um some games Kyler Murray's just playing out of his mind and sometimes he's not and they uh Oklahoma State's had some good wins this season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take them in the points as well.
1: Number two, Clemson. I don't know I don't, what the rankings are now. I, Clemson's still number two. So, I'm going to say number two, Clemson, plays Boston College. I think they're in the top 25 now. At Boston College, it's where game day is, like you said. Clemson's favored by 20 at the moment. I feel like that's kind of been wavering a little bit. Uh, where are you thinking there, Chance?
0: I, I'm going to go with Clemson on this one. I think, think they've finally hit their stride, and uh, they've put freaking 77 points up this past weekend um just just bonkers (laughs) i mean just just wild so i'm going going with the tigers i
1: i think i'm with you that's that's the kind of number that you see whenever whenever a team gets a gaudy number against another top 25 team like that i'm pretty much like uh yeah that's probably right so i'm gonna get i'm gonna take clemson to cover that spread as well and then they'll probably get beat by Boston College, which would, which would be awesome. And, you know, there's there's this scenario and and that is playing out right now that where basically there's kind of five teams that are in the running right now. And if if Clemson, Michigan, and Notre Dame win out and obviously win their conference championships, or well, Notre Dame doesn't have one, but I think those three, if they win out, they are a shoein. And then obviously we play Alabama in Atlanta and it's kind of one of those things that you know knock on wood whatever I don't I'm not going to say anything bad but if things go well then I don't know what the heck is going to happen with the team that loses loses the uh, SEC championship so anyway neither here nor there as at the moment but at the same time I don't think any Georgia fan can sit back and and really tell you with honesty that they're not thinking about December 1st right now because I kind of am. It doesn't matter if I think about it. As long as the team isn't thinking ahead, we're good to go.
0: uh i've uh i've been thinking ahead enough to know that it's expensive to stay in atlanta right now uh we've checked those hotel prices and they stupid we got Uh, friends that live there you know i know but it was like my family i they had checked and like i was kind of just generally looking and it's expensive but um i will not be paying to stay in a hotel (laughs) it was just looking out of curiosity but um but yeah man it's uh it's an exciting time and i think we're in a fun spot right now so i just want to enjoy it and um and uh, looking forward to uh, to the Deep South oldest rivalry this Saturday.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Let's uh, let's take care of business. I think I say that every week, uh, but let's actually do it this time and uh, take it to Auburn, man. We hate these guys. I don't care. I don't care if our record has been you know awesome over the past ten years. Let's uh, let's just keep adding to it, man. That win column can't big it can get big enough, man. Let's keep doing it.
0: Absolutely. Well. Uh, we will see y'all on Saturday up between the hedges.
1: Go dogs!
0: Dogs on top. See you. Ya. Thank y'all so much for listening to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi. Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, we're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs!